0: Holy, that be... Greetings, everybody. This is Marcus Staples, your servant, Jesus Christ, coming to you with another edition of Unpacking the Theology, the show that unpacks the reason behind the rhyme in Christian hip hop. On today's episode, we're going to be wrapping up our trilogy on Through Hymns' track, Justification by Faith Alone, from his album, Onward and Sacrament. In the first part of the trilogy, we actually spent the first part of the episode looking at Christian hip-hop and how it's a unique and powerful medium in which the gospel and doctrine and theology could be expressed. And after that, we demonstrated all of those things by unpacking the first verse to this song. In the next episode, we saw how the God-man achieved redemption and satisfied the wrath of God so that God could treat us as if we had never sinned. If you haven't listened to those two episodes, you probably should. And the reason is, is because those episodes, along with this one, the whole trilogy, work together as a single unit. It's kind of like watching Return of the Jedi or Return of the King without having seen the other two movies in the series. Yeah, you might be entertained, yeah, you might enjoy it, but you're really going to be missing a bulk of the story because you're not getting the whole picture. And so, like I said, if you haven't listened to the first two episodes in this series, go back and do so. You can find them either through our podcast feed or on our website, unpackingtheology.wordpress.com. On today's show, like I said, we're going to be concluding this song. And to do that, we're going to continue going line by line through the verse. But before we get into it, let's do a quick review on verse 1 and 2. So in the first verse, it was kind of like an overview. It set the scene for the rest of the song and put Christ at the center of the redemptive story. It talks of the need of both God's wrath and God's justice to be satisfied. And we saw how through him put Christ's need to be fully God and fully man at the center to accomplish this. This concept is called the hypostatic union. The concept of Jesus Christ being both 100% God and 100% man. And we camped out on that point. In the second verse, we saw God's plan of redemption. We saw how Jesus came and died for our sins and how that was the ultimate expression of God's love. And that he was able to bring us to himself without sacrificing his justice. And how Christ's sacrifice was God being able to bring us to himself without sacrificing his justice. And that this wasn't an afterthought, but was his plan from the beginning. Now, what I love about the second and third verses of this song is the topic is given right at the beginning of the verse. It's not part of the verse, but it's a spoken word. For the third verse... The spoken word is this, Beloved, let us recover the art of preaching to ourselves. This verse both preaches to us and reminds us to preach to ourselves. We're going to see how it does that, but first, let us look at our verse of the day. Our verse for this episode comes out of the book of Hebrews chapter 12. We're going to be reading verses 1-3. through It says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely. And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who, for the joy that was set before him, endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the throne of God. Consider him who endured from sinners such hostility against himself, so that you may not grow weary or faint-hearted. I think this scripture gets right to the heart of the third verse of this song. And instead of explaining how, I'm just going to go through the verse. And you, sh- you should be able to put the two and two together yourself. So the third verse. I broke it into four parts to describe four things that I think through him really communicates well and how it ties it all to our scripture. The first is the first whole stanza, the first four lines of the third verse. It says, You are greatly to be glorified. Amazing is the Lord on high. You're my fortress that I long to hide, to be safe from the darts that fly across my mind, and accuse me that I'm lost because I fall at times. This stanza really exemplifies a place we can all relate to. It's when we willfully sin, and we wonder if there's any way God can forgive us. I mean, it's hard when you feel guilty and you feel the shame of your sin. I would be lying if I say I've never been in this place. You know, where you've committed a sin, and not just, you know, oh, well, I could have helped that person, but I didn't. But I mean, where you willfully commit an act of sin. You do something that you know you shouldn't have done. That while you're doing it, you know you shouldn't have done it. While you were thinking of doing it before you even did it, you know you shouldn't have done it. But you still did it anyway. And you feel that guilt and that shame. That's like the worst kind of shame you can feel. But there's hope in the midst of that sorrow. The Apostle John reminds us in 1 John chapter 2, My little children, I am writing these things to you so that you may not sin. But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus the righteous. The Apostle John is reminding us here, That Christ is our mediator, and he is there to ensure forgiveness when we sin. Our sin will not put us too far from God. Once we're in Christ, nothing can take us from his hand. And that's because God, and that's because Christ in God is our firm foundation. The psalm writers picked up on this in the Old Testament. In Psalm 18, the first two verses read, I love you, O Lord, my strength. Yahweh is my rock, and my fortress, and my deliverer. My God, my rock in whom i take refuge, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. The next two lines move this along really well. They read, Oh, remind me of the redness of your wounds, exempted from the doom I was destined to assume. This is a sort of prayer. It's asking God to call to mind the cross. And in those times when we're in our deepest sorrow because we're mourning over our sin, it's important that we ask God, To not just forgive us of our sins, but to remind us that the cross is real and to make it more real to us so that we are assured of our forgiveness. Because it is in these times that we sin that we must look to the cross. The next two lines are, You are my refuge and my blessed hope, my treasure that I cherish above everything that I've ever known. Let us remember that the hope of Christ is our greatest treasure. And in the times of our deepest sorrow, are the times that we realize that God truly is our greatest treasure. Again, the psalm writers picked up on this. In Psalm 91, verse 1 and 2 reads, He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say to Yahweh, My refuge and My fortress, My God whom I trust. The treasure that Christ has given us on the cross, the treasure of His forgiveness and salvation, is the truest and deepest most treasure. It's a treasure that will not rust or be destroyed. No one can take it from you, and you can't lose it, because the foundation of this treasure is God, who not only created the universe, but who created you, and gave you the gift of salvation by his grace, and gave you the gift of faith to trust in that, so that when we sin, we know that God is there and forgiven us of them. Now, the last stanza really ties this all together and this will be our last point. It says, I preach to my own soul, because sometimes the gospel is too hard to believe, I constantly need a reminder, your pardon is free, that I am righteous in Christ, apart from my deeds. What we learned in the first two verses comes to us as a reminder that God took upon himself the wrath that we deserve in order to reconcile us to it. It might be hard to believe. But this is all a free gift. This is all the gift of God. And we must preach to ourselves and remind ourselves that the gospel was given to us as a free gift. And it won't be taken to us because it's not dependent on our works, but dependent on Christ alone. I have one more verse for us. And this is one we come back to and visit often. It's Ephesians 2 verses 1-10. through And I think that this is a perfect note to end on because it really wraps up everything we've learned in the last three episodes. It reads, And you were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and we were by nature children of wrath, like the rest of mankind. not a result of works, so that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand, that we should walk in them. And that's it. That's the gospel. Through him does an excellent job working through this song and preaching the gospel. Does an excellent job at showing us the great and mighty works that God and his Son and the Spirit together achieve for our salvation, not on account of us, but in spite of us, according to his love and his mercy, so that we might be reconciled to him. Now, if you like this song, I urge you to head over to our website, unpackingtheology.wordpress.com, and finding the link to pick up this album through him does a great job of digging into theology and digging into church history in this album and making a real case for the biblical view of the word and of sacraments again our website is unpackingtheology.wordpress.com also on the site you can find every episode we've ever created and it's organized by artist and topic so if you find a certain artist that you like or you're curious about a certain topic in Christianity you can see which episodes we've worked on on those topics and you can find new songs or new artists that spend some time explaining those things. You can also find on our website a link to our podcast feed, which you can subscribe to through iTunes or any other popular podcast reader. If you'd like to contact us, you can shoot us an email at unpackingthetheology at gmail.com or check out our Facebook at facebook.com forward slash unpacking the theology, where you can leave questions or comments or recommend songs or artists for us to cover. And you can also head to our Twitter page, at UTTpodcast. And while you're on our social media, make sure you share us with your friends. If you're benefiting from the show, spread the word. The only way our show grows is if people know about it, and the best way for them to hear about it is by you, the listener. And as always, if you have any songs you would like us to unpack, please let us know. We hope you can join us for our next unpacking. Thank you, and God bless. That your sins are too great for God to forgive. Grab your soul by the collar and pin it to the wall of your heart and say, why are you cast down, Oh my soul,